You're a godsend. A savior. No, I'm... I'm just... the postman. Hey everybody, welcome to Hour 2 of Biropod Presents The Postman in three acts. The second hour is called what? Um, the, the Seed. The Seed of the, the... Postman. <laughs> Alright. I guess it could be yeah, that. It's kind of icky. That, that makes thematic sense. I am joined again by james sheaves hello james hey here thanks i am for, thanks for sticking it out toughing it out for another hour of postman chat oh anything for postman actually i think our first postcast ended up being an hour and a half discussion <laughs> on an hour of postman yeah. so why don't we try to keep this one to an hour all right i think i, have, no, I think i might have a dinner a dinner waiting for me in oh okay well that'll be 60 cold 60 minutes no it'll be right. it'll be ready roughly timed with the with the end of an hour here so that's i mean it's a good motivator yeah um i think this this second hour is probably where the least uh happens that is noteworthy well it's a little bit like star wars episode 2 attack of the clones where, you know, there's a lot of important stuff that happens. Uh-huh. It's all sort of uh, exposition and, um, you know, build up to eventualities. Am I, is this resonating at all? Yeah, sure. Except there's okay. no um, uh, clone war in this one. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a little postman clone in the making. Um, if you can yes. call a, um, just a regular born human being a clone of the father which i guess you don't he's more of a like protege or a disciple well i was talking about his actual child that's um oh oh growing in the womb of uh what's the actress's name olivia williams olivia Williams, williams i think olivia williams just look that up yeah, I'll do it. Uh, yeah, it's her. Okay. Cool. So she's uh, British. Yes. I couldn't tell. Actually, um, I think I, other stuff, right? Yeah, I saw her in the Jane Austen uh, movie. Um, I can't think where else I've seen her, but I'm Rushmore. I'm sure. I remember her from Rushmore. Right, I've never seen Rushmore. That's pretty good. So, okay. where did we leave off in hour one? I think. So I. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Mister Postman had just found um, his 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 sack of mail, I believe. Right. So he found a sack of mail, and he came upon a settlement. And did we yep. discuss how he? quickly concocted a scheme to pretend to be a mailman. 
Well, I don't think we did, but, um, you know, that, that sort of explains itself. Right. That's sort of the whole premise of the movie. Postman. He's, he's, a, he's a liar. Yeah. And a scoundrel. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes uh, good, good things can come from, from, from lies, Yeah. apparently. Well, that's, that's the moral of this story, I guess. I mean, mm. as far as I know, I don't remember how it ends. And um, we haven't finished the third <laughs> hour yet. So, who knows? So, Postman um, starts rifling through the mail. First of yeah, all, he's met, he's met with uh, a great deal of skepticism from the mm-hmm. sheriff of the settlement, who's played by... Um, Kruger from Seinfeld, the late. Here, I'll look him up. I should I should do nice. this stuff before before we start recording, right? <clears throat> hey, you know, there's only so much you can do for 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 Postman. Daniel von Bargen is his name. He plays the sheriff. Nice. That sounds and, like a uh, Danish name, maybe. I believe um, he shot himself but survived. Oh, that's interesting. But then he died later. That's, See, that's just had, too bad. I think he had like some kind of really degenerative disease of some kind. Oh, yeah. He shot himself in the head. And lived. Well, he, he, had, he was distraught at having two toes removed because of diabetes complications. Really, it's a dark um, story. It's hard to hear. Okay. I mean, not to, like, disparage the man's difficulties, but surely, like, a, a few toes you could stand to lose, probably. It, it seems like an overreaction. And he did, he survived shooting himself in the head in 2012 until March of 2015. So it's, it's a tough guy. Jeez. I wonder if it was like a Phineas Gage situation where his personality changed. Maybe. I mean, I guess it would have to be, huh? I guess. I mean, like, he was already in the state of mind to shoot himself. So maybe mm. it cured him of that. Maybe. In any case, like, uh, I mean, it surely wouldn't have really helped his situation at all, huh? Like, you know, f- first he loses two toes. Well, now he's lost two toes and he's got a bullet in his head. Well, I mean, you know, de- death is, you know, a great r- relief, release from the, you know, the, the, the mortal... Uh, coil or toil? Is it toil or coil? It's coil. Okay, so it's a coil. We're in a coil. So um, Kruger from Seinfeld is the sheriff of the town. He's very skeptical. Of... He is, yeah, the skeptic. He's the only skeptic. Because no one else seems to be skeptical, apparently. And po- Kevin Poss Postmer. Kevin Poss. <laughs> yep. Uh, empties out his mailbag and starts desperately reading names until he stumbles upon um, the Irene name Irene March. Irene March? Yeah, who is the old blind lady of the village, and she's played very hamily by um, some moderately famous actress. Yeah. Did you recognize her? Um, yeah, she seemed familiar. But um, how about I Google her? Everybody likes 
listening to people Google other people. Yeah. I did actually record. Sorry, I'm I'm fixing my mic. It drift away. People mm-hmm. are going to be like blown away by how loud I am now. You just sound much richer. They're just never going to listen to to another podcast again when they hear how unprofessional <laughs> and unprofessional this is. We've destroyed the medium. Jesus. It's Roberta Maxwell. I've never heard of her. Okay. Well, she's a Canadian actress. She seemed vaguely familiar to me. Um, actually, she's not in that many movies. She was in Brokeback Mountain. But, Ooh. yeah, she she hams it up superb. Yeah, it seems like she's going for, like, a, a type. So maybe you're just reminded of sort of folksy ladies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually recorded um, what she said, some of uh-huh. it, and I'm, I'm, I was planning to put it at the beginning of this, so people listening will probably have already heard her at the top of the show. Superb. Like, you're, a, you're a miracle, I love you, you're wonderful, and then he's, and Kevin Costner's like, no ma'am, I'm just the postman. Yeah. Immortal words spoken by a true American hero. And the titular line. That is the, that's the, how they got the title of the film was from yeah. that line. The tit- titular line. Eponymous. Titular. <laughs> so. Um, and uh, uh, I, I think it's a, a little fun, fun fact to note that um, when uh, Postman says uh, the the act of the restored United States Congress that authorized him to deliver the mail, or or maybe it wasn't the one that authorized him to deliver the mail, it was the one that um, mandates that they take him in and give him soup. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that that was the Boland Act. Right. Which I thought, well, that just sounds made up. Mm-hmm. But there actually was a real Boland Amendment. So it's kind of... S- sneaky, sly, little bit of uh, trivia. Um, trivia, yeah. And the the real Boland Amendment was the amendment that uh, forbade Congress from giving any more money to the Nicaraguan Contra rebels <laughs> in the eighties. Oh. oh, how about that? <laughs> that makes sense. That's it's really thematically appropriate. It's everything to do with mail. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that was um, Alexa, the um, Amazon robot. Sometimes she uh, gets confused, thinks I'm talking to her. Did you well, hear that's her? that's okay. Uh, I did, yeah. We all get confused sometimes, particularly if our intelligence is artificial. Right. So, according to the Bolin Act, um, they have to give the postman shelter and food... Yeah, uh, and he gives them fifteen-year-old uh, mail in return. Yeah, was it fifteen years? Fifteen-year-old yes. mail. Yes, which um, makes me wonder. So, I mean, it, it it was just like a prop skeleton that he encountered in the truck. Like the flesh and the bones were all like completely gone away. Yeah, but the clothes were all completely intact. Yeah, um, this perhaps seems implausible. Plus, yeah, they would at least be filled with like decomposed human goo yeah which isn't isn't a great time if they themselves hadn't also decomposed to the same extent um 
So remind me, was it just like a dry bones Mr. Skeleton in the in the costume? I pretty much. I think they might have like painted him up to look a little like, you know, like aged. So I but here's was, a theory. Yeah. Okay. So what they didn't show us was Kevin Costner, um, boiling the postman uniform to make a soup and eating that and then putting he, the clothes on. He ate the 15-year-old remains of the of the guy. It's, I mean, it's a stew. You get a stew. A stew is a stew, you know? That's 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 true. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was like, true since, since the, the costume was probably made of, like, synthetic fibers, so it probably holds up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's all that... Uh... It's all the explanation that we have. Yeah. Because it couldn't possibly be any sort of plot hole. So they let the postman into the settlement. Um, does this town have a name? Is it Pine? Yeah, Pine this Wood? is Pine View, Oregon. Pine View. So it's an actual town. Is that a real no, town? No, it's not. It's, it's not a real town. It was oh. from, it, like it was made up for the novel. I'm gonna, are you sure there's no actual Pine View? Oh, there's a Pine yes, View I'm Drive. Sure. Um, clearly, uh, that that beautiful bridge that they start on was real, right? Um, and I did look this up, but I've forgotten where it was now. Looks like you can buy a house on Pine View Drive in Oregon, Ohio. Ohio, that's yeah. Mm, so that's that's an uh, authentic postman destination. Yeah, that's that's one of the places. That's where um, John Boehner's from. Wow. That's relevant. Famous, famous former Speaker of the House. Yep. Avid smoker. <laughs> so the, um, the town lets the postman in. They have a lot of questions about the... Um, so I guess I didn't really talk about him making up lots of stuff about the... Um, Renewed, restored United States. Restored United States. So he does yeah. that. Uh, but he's sort, of, he's sort of just winging it. He doesn't have um, like any actual information or plan. He just starts saying stuff. Um, so when he gets into the, the village, um, they keep asking him more and more questions. And he says yeah. that he was uh, appointed by President Starkey yeah. from Maine. Of course, Richard Starkey is the real name of Ringo Starr. Oh, so there we go. Did you know that? It's um, another fun fact. And when he says that, the the band that's in the town that had just been playing, uh, they kind of look at each other confused. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, I think mm-hmm. I had heard that, but I didn't think of it when I heard him say President Starkey. So that's a pretty funny joke. Yeah. It's very... It's very very musical movie a lot of great tunes yeah cool. and they're like they're like contemporary like pop hits aren't they uh, uh i haven't heard any uh pop hits sort of like <laughs> i just i recall just... reading um in uh a review that uh the songs were kind of like recognizably from the 90s and they'd just been you know adapted by this folk trio yeah it sounded just like like Jam jam band stuff to me, but um, mm. you know, it was it was like it was very self indulgent, like 
like yeah. vision of the future of like Kevin Costner and like his cool music buddies just hanging out like playing guitars <laughs> and singing and dancing. It's like, oh man, I wish the world would end so we could just have so, such a cool time, you know. If only only the future could be so so bright. Right. So he communicates um, this yes. information about President Starkey and the and re... where is it restored? Uh, yeah, about States? the the whole restored deal, and uh, I I think crucially for the for the characterization of Postman, um, the, his, his first response to all the questions is actually, oh, oh I'm I'm pretty hungry. Yeah, it's surprising that uh, so they they give him some food. So many people believed him. Like it seemed pretty flimsy. Well, you know, that's perhaps one of many uh, flimsy pillars upon which this film rests. I guess. Well, the thing is, though, that human nature is to the, believe the people what, what they want to believe, right? What drifters say. Oh, right. Yeah. The people. Or what people are, specifically tend, tend to be predisposed to believe in anything that drifters tell them yes that's human nature yeah as the um, as the I old think, saying uh, goes. the idea is that these people were longing for something to believe in right. anything yeah so human nature is to to believe what uh what one might enjoy believing yeah so not um, um so they're having this fun dance party yeah yeah and um a beautiful woman decide uh invites the postman to dance and yes. and what does she propose well she starts asking him some odd questions about whether like he had uh the bad mumps as a child right. um whether he was smart i think she asked him if he was tall even though she was looking at him yeah um, and then she 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 rounds it out and asks about his semen. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe she thought that he his postman uniform was actually like a sailor's uniform. So she thought he was a seaman, right? Yeah, that, a, a, on the high seas. On the high seas. That's plausible. So it's like, what, why, why does this happen in the movie? Like, so, w well, what are we I'll supposed tell you, to Byron, think as the audience? It is called indulgence on the part of director <laughs> Kevin Costner. This is his wet dream. It does seem He is it so sexually like, desirable that women just throw themselves on him. And not, not only that, but it's like they explicitly want, like, no strings attached uh baby maker. Oh yeah. Like, like he doesn't even need to wear rubber. No, no, this ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about good old fashioned fornicating. Right. So the story is that this woman what's her name, the character's name? Abby. Abby. Right. So Abby And her husband Michael. And her husband Michael have been having trouble uh, conceiving, you think that would be a, a a blessing in the um the apocalypse, just to, you know. Hey, you know, maybe. You know, because sooner or later, in, like 
scenic they're, Pine View, Oregon. Sooner or later, still looks pretty good in spite they're of. Gonna, they're gonna have to eat that baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, maybe that's why they wanted it, just as a reserve source of food. So uh, the plan is the first attractive drifter, and she—I mean, let's face it. To be fair, she did hit the jackpot. J -j jackpot. Jackpot. I mean, he's a honk. I mean, yeah, the the cost pot. <laughs> this is like, you know, grade A semen that we're talking about. Yeah, you. I mean, you'd if you were going to try to artificially inseminate someone. And you had to buy some semen. How much do you expect to have to pay for a Kevin Costner semen? Well, you could get him some soup, or um, I mean, no, no. In, in terms of his like, uh, you know, his like box office pool at the time, we're probably talking like millions of dollars. Yeah, million million dollar semen, hundred um, percent. So so he uh, he he reluctantly agrees. Well. <laughs> I mean, he he doesn't dis like he doesn't say no. Like he so, clearly wants to. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my I'm having trouble finding a a good spot for my microphone. It keeps uh kind of drifting out. Can you hear me? You gotta Do get I sound that good? sorted. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Sorry, you guys. You sound like um uh the the dulcet tones of Kevin Costner. I wish. I so so, what happens next? What ha what's after the uh, the the dance scene? Uh, well, uh, he he makes the 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 crack. Uh, must be the uniform. <laughs> That's right. That's a good one. Which is a nice one because I think earlier he was looking at a um an old Playboy magazine from the mail truck that yeah. um where like Miss July or whatever said uh, that her turn-ons included men in uniform. Yeah. So that's a, a running motif throughout the film. Mm -hmm. One of its underlying themes, you know. Yeah, and it actually uh, pays off near the, uh, again, near the two-hour mark. Yeah. So, have we met um, Ford Lincoln Mercury yet? So, yes, he um, comes unannounced while uh, the postman is taking a bath right before the party mm -hmm. and gives him the mail jacket, which the... Uh, and, and his pants, which have been pressed, and the pants have been taken in by the ladies, because mm -hmm. it looks like you may have lost some weight. Right. And gained some height. Yeah. It's not suspicious. No. Again, they... Just sometimes people change shape. They they see what they want to see, you know. I mean, I wouldn't expect uh, any clothes to fit in the apocalypse. I would just no, expect cause... them to be misshapen rags. Yeah, because everyone's wearing like brown and like gray and stuff. So like, clearly, like the the knowledge of like how to make colorful textiles has been lost. Yeah, where did they get these uh these clothes they're wearing? Like, are they did they just have like one big LL Bean and <laughs> uh, <laughs> like they st it's still you know holding up, but it's getting kind of ratty. Yeah, well, you know. Are, are we supposed to think that they're actually, like, manufacturing these clothes? I think that might be the, the idea. Okay. Like, uh, it, isn't Abby shown to be good at sewing or something at some point, maybe? Might be misremembering that. Yeah. Sounds something like something they would put in to a movie. 
Well, uh, anyway, we meet uh, Mr. Ford Lincoln Mercury, who is this very erstwhile young man who um, uh, changed his name. His original name was what, like John Tyler or Edwards or Smith yeah. or something. Yeah, the sheriff calls him uh, Johnny. Johnny, yeah. And uh, he changed his name because he wanted to race cars, and he named himself apparently after the um, like derelict car dealership mm-hmm. in the town. Ford Lincoln Mercury. I think it was actually Ford Mercury Lincoln. Yeah. So why he chose to switch that up, I don't know. Well, traditionally, I think it's set in in that order, Ford Lincoln Mercury, but um, huh. I think it's not totally clear from the sign what order you should read them in. Speechless. Are you going back to look at the sign? No, I just had to mute to blow my nose. Oh, you can leave that in. People like that stuff. Yeah, it adds to the oral scape. So if you were to change your name based on the career that you wanted, what would your name be, James? Well, I'll tell you, Byron. My name would be um, Boring Public Servant. All right. That sounds like a postman to me. Yeah. Um, right. Well, okay. Do you uh, have postmen in Australia? We I do. Have and they, this at the they top of the ri- show. <laughs> they ride these um, iconic little Honda motorbikes, oh. which I, when I was a kid, I used to think they were so cool, but um, they're, they're not very cool. Are they like practical? Like very practical vehicles. Yes. Yeah. And, and you yeah, guys are they, like pretty close to Japan there, so you, so it makes sense to get the Honda. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're Hondas, but I think they are. <clears throat> they kind of have that look of like, you know, crappy little Honda bicycle. But they don't have a uh, like like a mate <laughs> on them. Oh uh, well, I don't think I've ever gotten close enough to read it. You just like shun so. the mail. You don't want to be anywhere near it. Yeah. On the contrary. <laughs> okay. Um, One time, um, I think I actually did uh, chase the, the mailman down the street, a la a scene that occurs later in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I think he had a package that um, I hadn't signed for in time, so I wanted Ooh. to catch up with him so I wouldn't have to go to the collection depot. Is it really story. that you... You didn't believe him at first that he was a mailman, and then he, you sort of came around after a while. Yeah, I came around in a moment of like, um, uh, you know, what the hell, leap of yeah. faith. Leap of faith. Just trust, trust in this man. What could it hurt? Um, I liked the way in, in the earlier scene uh, when uh, they're asking him all the questions and uh, like – He's trying to eat his soup, and one lady goes, "Please, can't we just let this man eat?" <laughs> I, I like the way that they they talk about the postman in these kind of reverent uh, tones, even though yeah. there's a real reason to. Yeah, I mean, like, e- even if he's not lying, it's like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, let's, let's face it. Yeah. It's got a menial task. Um, so he meets Ford Lincoln Mercury, who doesn't mind um, looking at him naked in the bath. That's fine. Uh, yeah, he's, he's sort of a creepy kid, but you know. Yeah. 
he kind of has a um, like a Cuba Gooding Jr. vibe. He doesn't look anything like him, but you know, he's like kind of got that like scrappy, like spirited yeah. kind of like like um, what's that movie? Jerry Maguire. Oh, okay. Is he scrappy in that one? I thought he was like an agent. <laughs> no, no. The, it's been Cuba. A while. Cuba. He he plays like a sportsman, like a sport ball player. Right. It's, it's, gonna, been, it's been a while. This is probably going to be I... something that gets me accused of racism, so I'm just going to move on. Oh, um, okay. Like, uh, and, you know, I, I don't think it's racist, but I feel like somebody's going to be like, oh, it's like two black guys, right? You just can't tell them apart. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just going to move on. Um, so, what, he really he really gives one the impression of a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Leo. Like, Gilbert Grape era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so... So, um, um, yeah, they... Uh, Postman, like, gets the hell out of out of Dodge because uh, he's, he's a little bit freaked out about ladies wanting his semen. Yeah. Um, so he and decides... And I think he's trying to... He's trying to find the horses so he can steal a horse or something. Mm-hmm. And an old man standing up on a porch kind of knowingly smiles at him and goes, It's over there what you're looking for yep and postman has no idea what he's talking about but he goes around the corner and there is this like suspiciously quaint uh like old uh post office yeah which i think might have been real or it doesn't look like it could have been real maybe um so the uh the old man um was he real uh, was, was he just like uh, the the spirit of uh, of America? <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Like he was some kind of like spirit guide, because like uh, Kevin Costner's like calls him an old coot. And yeah, I, like, like for a second I thought it was gonna be he like turns around and he wasn't there anymore. He's not there like, anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> but in reality, <laughs> he turned around and he but saw the old the, man uh, post said, office. What what old man? There was no old man. There hasn't been old man old man on that stoop in in nine odd <laughs> five years. He died in the in the winter of aught nine. Yeah. Not yeah sure nine years. Yeah. Um, it says uh, in this um, uh, web page that I found that inexplicably has all these filming locations. The old post office in the film that gets burned down was at the end of Fifth Avenue at Washington Street. Mm-hmm. in um, the location that they filmed Pine View, Oregon, which was uh, Medellene Falls, uh, Washington. Okay. So was it a post office? Um, I'm going to say yes. Okay. It's a post office. So for anybody that wants to go on the Postman reality tour, you mm-hmm. can go to Medellene Falls, Oregon, or is it Washington? Washington. Washington. And that's where the uh, the post o- post office is. The first post office. Um, yeah. So he so he goes in and checks it out, and who Has shows up? Oh, it's that scrappy little Ford Lincoln Mercury. It's Ford what a Lincoln Mercury. What a rascal! He's a rascal. Um, and he's decided that his lifelong dream that he changed his name for of being a race car driver has suddenly changed as of tonight. Yeah. <clears throat> And he now wants to devote the rest of his life to being a postman. So similarly to uh, 
the skepticism that one would expect on the part of the townspeople uh, towards the postman, which which doesn't materialize. I would also suspect that oh, this is just like a phase that this kid is going through. Yeah. Like, how could he decided? Like you know, within hours of meeting this guy, that oh, I suddenly want to throw away the rest of my life and uh, do this new thing instead yeah. that I've never thought about before. He he jumps into things, but um, but another thing, if he changed his name because he wanted to be a a car guy, yeah. how, doesn't he now have to change his name again to like? Yeah, he should be like uh, envelope courier um, mailbag or something. Mail. Boy, eagle. It's like an eagle patch. <laughs> like, what is... like, like, freedom. Freedom eagle male. Love guy. it. Or maybe he could be like FedEx UPS. Um, what's the other one? Um, uh, TNT. No, is that a Korea thing? Uh, no. There's like uh, what's the yellow one? Oh, this is good. This is good podcasting. Yeah. Um, I, I just remind you, I don't live in the United States anymore, so I, I might not be down with all the career they're services. All, yeah, they're all international brands, James. Uh-huh. DHL. It's a DHL. DHL. Fine. It's USPS, of course. USPS. So how about we just do UPS, USPS, FedEx. Nice. <laughs> There's also uh, the Pony Express. Uh-huh. That must be the one that Mr. Postman works for. Right. So he conscripts um, um, Ford Lincoln Mercury as a child soldier in the yes. Postman Army. And um, he gets the pledge uh, from just what's written on the wall behind him. He's a real, real sociopath, like total he's got no remorse just total scumbag i think he's like a master improviser but i guess you could add that moral dimension to it well he he doesn't seem to have any remorse at all for like not even a hint not a twinge at any point it's like yeah well the man loves his soup you know yeah it's a scammer scammer and a flammer Mm -hmm. um so this is when he goes to bed and then um abby i think uh, before that the um uh the the Seinfeld guy comes in and gives Kruger. us a little bit of yeah, Mr. Kruger uh gives us some kind of like plot motivation. He he confronts the postman, kind of basically he says, I don't believe you and and he says the line, These people don't need dreams, Mr. Postman. <laughs> they need something real. Mm-hmm. What's what could be more real than the mail? Than the mail. Yeah. It's Nothing. it's true. Yeah, so. so of course, you know that provides some like narrative motive for, uh, you know, pr- proving that this is something real and not just an excuse to get soup. Yeah, sort of like that episode of Seinfeld where um, George Costanza pretended to have a house in the Hamptons and kept driving all the way to the Hamptons just to keep uh, <laughs> to keep pretending, and then he had to admit. Finally, once he got to the Hamptons, that he didn't have a house in the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> Very but similar. Of course, Postman never really has to do that. No. Well, maybe. I, we haven't finished the movie yet. Hey, that's right. <laughs> so 
Kruger threatens the postman. He just tells him to leave the next day. Uh, and then the postman goes to bed, and mm-hmm. Abby is like, remember uh, the thing we talked about? I mean, I'm going to make it really hard for you to refuse. Yep, this is, this is happening. I genuinely thought that he was going to be like, he was going to like take the, the high road and be like, I'm yeah, not like, going to no, indulge. Like, come on. Yeah, but <laughs> like, no, he fucks nope, her and he nope. fucks her good. <laughs> yep. You know what? You know, it's worth it to me. Like it wasn't for the charity of providing the child. It was like, he just wanted to get laid. Yeah. Just this, this beautiful lady in front of him. Um, we get a, I think it seems to be like a recurring uh, motif of uh, Kevin Costner films that the female lead has to show her breasts. Yeah. Well, they so we are, get a bit of that. Kevin Costner enjoys a bosom or two. Yeah. So, what, I mean, if you're going to make a movie, put put what you like in there, you know? Absolutely. I don't think he shows his breasts in this movie. He doesn't have breasts. He's got magnificent pectoral muscles hmm. which only need to be remain hidden under postman clothes that's right just uh demurely cloaked under the have uh, to, like go to the gym for this movie you know? <laughs> right he's too busy directing yeah directing takes it out of you he's doing two um, jobs at once I was thinking maybe there was a scene where he was kind of bathing where he might have his shirt off, but actually now that I I don't think so. I don't think so. No, he, he keeps his sweater on. He was in the tub when Ford oh, oh, yeah, that's right. came in. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw like a nipple though. No, he was playing around with like a face mirror. So yeah. Was, was, was he like there. was he inspecting his nipples in the face mirror? Mm, no, I think he was making silly faces. He was like, "I'm a postman. I'm a postman. Hey, Post- postman, postman, look at me!" <laughs> and like he almost got caught doing that, and that would have been the jig <laughs> would have been up. Like that's not what a real postman would do. Well, that that Ford Lincoln Mercury guy, he's he's pretty credulous. Like maybe, well, he's a liar himself. So that's uh, that's true pathological really a pathological guy in many respects yeah. but we'll get to that i think he maybe he's has got like uh maybe he's bipolar maybe we just don't, we don't see the lows right um so postman impregnates the abby mm-hmm. um and then he's ready to fuck beat off it out of town and the uh the townspeople uh, get together and, and vote to give him a horse. Yeah. They also kinda. left a bunch of mail on his stoop. Yeah. Initially, he... Oh, actually, funny thing. When Abby came in, he was ab- about to open somebody's mail. That's rude. So it's like total dereliction of like his only duty as a postman. Just like don't course, open the mail. Like he did have a fun time opening some people's mail when he was on that, uh, when he was in the truck, and he burned some of it. But that was before he was pretending to be a postman. Do you think real um, post people uh, do that? Like 
burn the mail for fun. No. I mean, maybe in Russia. Maybe. Yeah. I, um, in Russia, I think they, they're pretty bad to the mail. I think they don't, don't treat the mail right. Just think, throw it around the place. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe the Russians should actually watch the postman. Pay attention. Yeah, and they could learn something about sure. like the spirit of patriotism. And, um, and I just rewatched the the bath scene, and there's no nipples. It's a hypocrite. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay showing showing ladies' nipples, but I'm not gonna show my own. Uh, you know how it is. Sometimes you get embarrassed. So he gets this free horse. It's a great scam. Really, really. Uh, Pulling it, really pulling it off. Yeah. Pulled it off. And he's riding out of town with all the people's mail. And at the last minute, Kruger rides out and gives him his letter, too, because, you know, he's just, he's inspired. He's an inspiring yeah. figure. A last minute change of heart. Mm -hmm. Kind of a Trump like, inspiring populist figure, you know? Uh, well, if you say so, but um, there's a much more Trumpian scene a little bit later. Okay, is it in um, in the, in the second hour? No, yeah, yeah, it's in this it's in this hour. Um, isn't it what they're saying uh, right now today? Isn't the hashtag that like Donald has brought back hope to the economy? Yeah, well, yeah. he claimed For some reason. there was a uh, consumer. Confidence Index um, was published or updated or something. Uh, uh -huh. It's like at a 15-year high or something like that. And he, he, he took credit for that. He's like, you're nice. welcome. Thanks, Donald. Thanks, Donald. Wasn't, it was not Barack Obama. Don't get, don't get carried away with that idea. Who, who even is that? Well, I mean, he... Did a lot of bad stuff. Cash for clunkers. What's that? I thought um, I thought we had a cash for clunkers thing in in Australia. Maybe I'm thinking of a different program. Maybe you uh, copied ours. Yeah, probably. Well, I seem to been. recall it was um, like a, a thorn in the side of one of our politicians. Oh, it's a it's a good program. Worked. Very nice. Successful. Um, take it all back. Uh, so um, I think uh, the the most critical part of this scene is actually not um, Kruger having his change of heart. It's slightly before them when they have an impromptu chorus of America the Beautiful. <laughs> Just yeah, like that. the the it doesn't get any more cheesy than that. Yeah, I uh, actually did like a full body cringe when that happened. It's like I shuddered. It's hard. Well, I I had like a like a full body tantric orgasm <laughs> just from the the patriotism it's, it's like a it's like a fetish for you though i mean it's like different like oh okay the, the exaggerate like like it's an amplified version of something that you already love which is like the male and male related duties so yeah like saluting the flag and yeah uh, like boy scout stuff pie. Yeah, what's the thing that they said? Like apple pie and something else? Um, chocolate milk. <laughs> no, that's, not, that's nothing. Nice. Nobody's ever said that. 
Um, uh, so yeah, they they say America, America the Beautiful. Yeah. Did you do you remember when um, uh, Mitt Romney sang America the Beautiful? Yes. He has a beautiful singing voice, that man. But I digress. Um, uh, so uh, immediately upon the postman leaving, we get to see um, uh, Abby and Michael have a little uh, post-coitus interaction. Yeah. Scene. It was. What was the point of that? Just to show that, like. That he was that, definitely cool with it. Like, don't yeah. get any ideas about us, about, like, Kevin Costner being a perv and ruining their marriage. It was like, he was really into it. He was down with this, yeah. Totally I down think, with it. Uh, I think they have a they have a word for this uh, in the in the popular vernacular, really? don't they? Yeah. He's a cuck? He's a cuck. He's a cuck. <laughs> And this is this is like the defining feature of his character. Like every time he shows up, he he gets cucked in some way or other. Yeah, he's the biggest cuck in cinematic history. <laughs> it would be good if if he actually like joined the uh, the lovemaking. Yeah, you know, like I mean, there's a role for everyone to play. Like he could help out, surely. Yeah, that should have been the condition. I think that the postman still would have gone through with it. <laughs> I don't think he would have been, like, super into it, but he would have... No, probably, like, for Olivia Williams, sure. He would have rolled with it. Like, he would have figured figured out, figured his way through, you know? Like, look, if this is what it takes... Yeah. We'll just go with it. Um, so, uh, so... He leaves town, and then immediately uh, yeah. Bethlehem and his forces come into town. They um, they burn a flag. Yeah. He's kind alarmed of another, by... Like, extremely mawkish scene. He's, he's alarmed by how people are looking at him. Like Bethlehem. They yeah, they don't usually look at him. Hmm... Like something has awakened within them, some sort yeah. of rebellious spirit. Something is stirring inside of the people. Do you think it's semen? Well, that's, <laughs> it's semen among other things, and the other things are all male-related. Letters, um, stamps, this... envelopes. Oh, yeah, male, male stuff. You male know. hats, male trucks. So and that, that crisp, crisp pressed jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the sort of thing where you make someone like do something like burning a flag. Um, it seems to kind of be a stock scene mm-hmm. in like very cheesy movies. Yeah, where the villain like makes you do something very symbolically bad, mm-hmm. but not like actually bad. Right. Um, I know there's a scene in like the Avengers where uh, Tom Hiddleston makes everyone, like, kneel for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I think a guy, like, refuses to kneel in that one and nearly gets his head cut off, but um, probably some superhero saves him or something. Yeah, um, I so. think it was uh, a lot, like... I think it was, like, a, a Holocaust survivor that didn't want to kneel. And then right. Captain America came in. Kneeling is bad. And he was like, last time I was in Germany... The last guy that made people kneel, Some, you know, something like that. It was good. He, it was good. Yeah, movie. he shot himself in a bunker. Um, so that made me think that this scene was was going to go down the same way that, um, like, Michael would refuse to like 
uh, burn the flag. Burn the flag. No, he was but, he was fine with burning uh, the flag. I, I failed to take into account. Yeah, he was. That's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I failed to take into account that um, uh, this film is is gritty and realistic. Mm-hmm. So well, things don't always work out. He was willing to burn the flag and the post office, but he was not willing to share his wife. No, which in fact is the next scene, isn't it? Yeah. So Bethlehem's like talking with his cronies as they like give him treasures. I think he's drinking some lemonade, mm-hmm. and he he's giving this like anecdote about a goat. Yeah, I, I and wanted then, to know where that story went. By the way, it was yeah, it was it was fascinating. And then, um, he he notices Ms. Olivia Williams from across the way. Mm-hmm. And observes that she is a fine piece of ass. Yep, I thought I thought I the same thing when I saw her. I think it's a little bit odd the way that he does this, given like later revelations about his character. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. Uh, and so he mentions to, well, he, he doesn't. He dictates to Michael, who happens to be there, and who says, "Well, man, that's my wife." He hey, says, man. "What we have here is a, a feudal system." Mm-hmm. And yeah, we know, of course, that Michael is not okay with just just any old man coming in and having sex with his wife. Yeah. Now this that would be bad. Did we learn this in was it like Braveheart? Maybe I still yeah. haven't seen Braveheart. Hmm. People make fun of me whenever I say I want to watch it. You should just watch it. It seems like your kind of movie. It's three hours long. Yeah, I don't it's know. If white guy saved the day. I don't know if we should do a like if it were like a sci-fi movie, maybe we could do a, a podcast about it. What about um, isn't Highlander kind of like Braveheart with sci-fi? Yes, yes. And there's like six of those. Yeah, <laughs> just endless content. I've only I actually ever thought. Seen the first one. I thought uh, Highlander Two was really good. Really, that's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Renowned as one of the worst films of all time. Well, have you seen it? No. It's it's good. It's got Sean Connery. Who comes back from the dead. It's got a fake future with like a fake ozone over the yep. planet. Christophe uh, Lambert. That's all I remember. Um, do you recall if you've seen the director's cut or the theatrical cut? I probably have only seen the theatrical. Because I think with the director's cut, they went back to it kind of later as like a DVD release type mm-hmm. deal and tried to make it good instead oh, un- unnecessary I, I don't think they did that's like the um like special edition changes that lucas did to the uh the star wars trilogy later not necessary hey, you know like we we into that fan wank discussion but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like the special editions i actually do too i think there's a few scenes that they, maybe he went it's a little just, too far with yeah, just uh, doesn't quite work but you know <laughs> That's all right. Um, but anyway, digression aside, I think <laughs> this is where um, Michael gets cucked again. Uh, cucked yet again. Um, yeah, the the thing the thing with the feudal system, he explains that because uh, I don't think we we went through that um, that the the lord gets to sleep with any of the vassals, uh, like newlywed wives. Yeah. Um. And I think it's uh, especially interesting that he, um, uh, like, explicitly mentions 
the feudal system as being like the this is this is what he wants for the country because mm-hmm. there are actually uh, kind of neo feudalists kind of stewing around uh, right here in 2016 who think that we we should have like a a, a feudal aristocracy. Is, uh, is this a are you being political or is this like a real thing? This is this is a real thing. They're called uh, neo reactionaries. Really. Yeah, you're reactionaries. Okay, and they're kind of this weird, uh, insular internet community, um, who kind of reject the notion that they they like reject the left-right political dichotomy, and they reject mm-hmm. democracy, in fact, and they think that we should be ruled by a king. I think it's um, it's a fun fantasy. Yeah, I I think uh, it's it's they've been tricked basically because uh, they're mostly tech nerds. And right. they've been fooled into believing that um, the tech nerds will be the the aristocratic elite in this yeah. new yeah. Uh, feudal order. That that doesn't seem very likely. That mm. these these uh these, these betas are gonna just like. <laughs> it's the it's the copy machine salesman. That's <laughs> yeah. That's who really runs things. So, so do you ascribe to this uh, ideology? James, this is what uh, you're confessing to. No. Um, would, actually, would you submit to a king a, if there were <clears throat> like a new king of Australia and it was like legit, it was official, it was done. Would you yeah, suddenly Well, there be... currently is a, a monarch of Australia. Her name's Elizabeth. Well, okay. But I mean... And, uh, I, I'm, I'm working to overthrow her as we speak. So Okay. Well, good, good question. So Elizabeth too. do you recognize her as like you're better? No, I don't. I mean, she and I both have a cold right now, so actually we're probably about Ooh, even. Oh, jeez. That's tough. It's tough when somebody that old gets a cold. This could be it. Yeah. Um, I see uh, there's a little bit of a push. There's like a little bit of momentum for the Republican movement right now in Australia, which means something completely different to the Republican Party mm-hmm. in the US, but it's an endless source of confusion. Um, and uh, I think the thing is that like... Well, with 2016, people make every single dumb decision that they can. Why wouldn't they now vote for a republic? But then I worry that uh, they would do it the wrong way yeah. since, since 2016. Well, the thing is, yeah. if you ask Slavoj Žižek... Yep, my fave. <laughs> he'll tell yeah. you that this is just the shock that we needed as a people humanity uh uh-huh. to start adopting real uh leftist yeah. uh principles uh, i look forward in four years to him being proven completely correct <laughs> well we'll see we'll see and by the way with that uh we haven't fully finished the hour but um i have to go <laughs> dinner's ready <laughs> so well, um, why don't we uh when we put a cherry on this all right okay we're only at I think an hour and twenty three minutes. There's, a, there, I mean, there's like a some pretty pretty slow stuff that that happens, um, that we can yada yada a little bit um, at the beginning of the next one. But basically, I mean, they end up okay. in that cabin for about yeah, thirty minutes. I think that's a, that's a nice interlude. Um, all right, we'll we'll cut it off here then. I think uh, it'll be interesting to start where well, we're up to. I think I have a few minutes. Why don't, we, why don't we get us to the cabin? Because I think that's like... Oh, okay. 
Nixon. It's like the the Nixon entering entering the political wilderness phase of the postman's trajectory, and then there's a there's a return. Um, right, we're talking monomyth. Yes, <laughs> mixed in with the with the Richard Nixon's political career for some reason. <laughs> um, well, right at this point in the film is the the 2016 emotional payoff. This is the reason that you would watch the movie here in, in this, the year of our Lord 2016, um, because General Bethlehem gives a little speech. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been trying to find a clip of the speech online, but it just doesn't seem to exist. It'd be great if you could put the audio in, because it really is something. Um, okay. Uh, I guess I'll just read it out. He says, we had a great nation once. You know what made it great? I can. Until the week came along. The I can'ts destroyed us, but I am going to make us strong again. I'm going to be the father of a new nation. And do you know why it will be me? Because I can. Yes. And then he proceeds to give Michael one final cuck in the form yep. of uh, a sword through his body. Yeah. So he kills Michael with a sword. Um, so it's it's eerily familiar, mm-hmm. is it not? It's. Um, I'm not totally sure what you're getting at other than the, this is the Trump moment. Trump um, I don't, this is the has, Trump has Trump killed anybody with a sword yet? Uh, well, he, didn't he shoot someone on Fifth Avenue? <laughs> he could, could have. Nobody, nobody would do anything about it. I mean, it's it just seems like a very um, uh, like Trumpian monologue, like eerily so, and yet yeah. you know, not three years from when this film is set, we just voted a man who speaks like that to be president. Yeah. Um... I actually thought of this movie? that um, – do you remember when uh, Kevin Costner was sort of imitating um, President Starkey? He actually sounded a little bit like Bush. W. A little? Like yeah. He was just like, like, like Starkey says, you know, we're, things are getting better. Things are always getting better. Things are getting better. Just, you know, we just, we'll keep doing this. Things are going to get better. I mean, I don't know if that's, Bush ever said that. Bush. It, it, he sounded like Bush. Let's go watch it. Kind of like, yeah, compassionate conservatism consensus. Also, just he sounded kind of folksy, you know. Folksy, folksy. sure. So Bethlehem uh, kills uh, Michael, and then yeah. Kruger comes in and immediately rats out the postman. Kruger, come on, man. he does try to throw them off by saying that he went east when the postman clearly said he was going to go, what, west and then circle back in like a figure eight? Yeah, one of those other locations. Mm -hmm. But this doesn't fool Bethlehem. So Bethlehem sends men in every direction. Um... It's funny that he has the men to spare, seeing as he starves them all. Yeah. Oh, these are the, the best of the best. Uh-huh. So he takes um, Abby as like a a, a slave wife yeah. thing. Um, kind of ties her to the car. Uh, real prick. Prick move. I don't he's, condone that. No, he's, he's not a great dude. No. And um, then we, we come upon Kevin Costner has made it to another town and he's filling them with hope too about the mail 
Yeah, um, everyone, and and he says some line about Broadway and how they do a great Andrew Floyd Weber. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I missed that part. Andrew Floyd Weber. Oh, it's, Weber. That's good. Yeah, you know the legendary composer. <laughs> <laughs> so, as as he's in this, uh, he's, he's talking to the other people about mail. The uh, Bethlehem's army comes up, and I guess the people guarding the gate here are also emboldened by the mail. Got a little, yeah, enthusiastic. And they tell Bethlehem and his men to kind of buzz off, which causes Bethlehem to raid the village. Oops. But not before Kevin Costner is sent out to negotiate a settlement. Now, is not Kevin Costner, the postman, the very person that Bethlehem is currently searching for? Um, I think they gave up on searching for him because, like, he doesn't recognize him. But they gave up on searching for Kevin Costner, the escaped soldier, the 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 deserter. But didn't they just set out to find the postman? Oh, and then you know, they find the maybe. postman. He's like, "Oh, so you're the postman." I mean, they do threaten to kill him, and they try. It goes yeah, and remember, Lord. Law seven or whatever justice will be, the punishment will be swift. Right. Seems uh, to be selectively applied. But anyway, this is like a action movie scene where they yeah. blow up a, blow up the wall. Uh, the uh, Abby, um, she's left alone in a tent, and she builds a club out of a table leg. Yeah. And sort of wax a guy like through, through the tent through the fabric. tent fabric. And it just gets would, in. Would that work? No. <laughs> like I don't think you could knock somebody out with a table leg or at least not the one she had um without a tent in the way. But maybe maybe he had an aneurysm. It's very important to the story that this work because yeah. If she didn't do this, Kevin Costner, the postman, would have been executed. But also, because... she turns out she's a superb shot. Oh, she's great. She's Annie Oakley. Yeah. So that's helpful. It's a good thing they set that up earlier in the movie. And actually, Postman's a pretty good shot as well, despite you know being like a, a starving actor. As a hero, he's a hero man in a movie. Mm. Every they all know how to shoot guns. So, so I guess that uh, that brings us to the conclusion of of this part of the story, where Postman is literally spreading his seeds of hope, yeah, across the northwest United States. Postman seeds. Um, so they hit, they escape, and end up um, in a cabin, and Kevin Costner is shot and bleeding, and oh yeah, that's where we can uh, pick up next and time. Then- Postman dies in the film ends. He dies. That's the end of the movie. All right. Twist. Twist ending. Okay. Well, James, thank you for for coming back for another an hour, another hour of wonderful Postman discussion. And, well, you know uh, I would do anything for Postman. I think um, for the finale. I would die for a letter. I don't know if you can actually make this happen or not, yeah. but if there's any way you can, if you could dress up as a postman for Byron, the finale podcast. I'm dressed as a postman right now. Well, 
I would need to see pictures. Okay. <laughs> we need, we need to prove it. I'll send uh, them to you. In the mail? Yes. Yes. Okay. So everybody um, listening, thanks for tuning in. This has been really important. Um, a great time uh, to be an American or and or an Australian, but not a Russian. Bad mail. Bad mail system there. New. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, see you next time. Thanks, James. Bye. Bye.